0: water cool anyways <laughs> ready when you are <laughs>
1: just oh silence and then harley is just panting in the background the dog just here <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: it's I'm like hyperventilating so she's not so
1: annoying <laughs> I promise it was a dog. Go on there. Go on there.
0: Good girl. <laughs> I moved her into the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. It was just funny because I had just started recording it all of a sudden and I heard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she pants really loud. But that's what you get for being a fluffy dog (laughs)
1: it's true
0: it's true hello animal lovers welcome to the animal
1: facts podcast i'm nicole and i'm jayla we just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals just animal enthusiasts we love learning about them talking about them and discovering new ones And all the crazy things that they can do.
0: There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct
1: ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So
0: just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us.
1: us. Enjoy! Enjoy! Welcome, animal fact lovers to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Jayla. <laughs>
0: I'm Nicole.
1: <laughs> um, and this week I'm really excited to talk about this animal. Uh, I was a little nervous because I didn't oh. know what animal Nicole was talking about. And you said that it was based on a movie or the animal that we just recorded and shared um, was based on a movie that you had recently seen. Right. And at the end of all of my research I found out that this animal was also in a movie that Ooh. you could have recently been seen. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> so um It would have been funny. It's not the same animal. Picked a different animal. It would have been funny. I'm like, really? Out oh, of all the animals in the whole world. <laughs>
0: The one time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, cool. But before you get to find out what animal we're talking about, Nicole has a personal question.
0: I do. Based and inspired off of your last personal question, what is your favorite donut?
1: Ooh, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. My favorite donut is... The round ones with <laughs> vanilla sprinkles. <laughs> I mean vanilla frosting. The round ones. The round ones. Well, I mean, you could have like the twists or you could have the little I know, I like know. the long just, round the round ones. ones is just
0: so funny. <laughs> There's the, so
1: many. A regular My My favorite is the classic donut with the donut hole. <laughs> and it's got a vanilla glaze. And sprinkles nice but if i'm feeling really fancy i'll go for one of the twists or like a something with like a caramel glaze Ooh, that
0: does sound mm-hmm. good a caramely donut
1: yeah or like the tiger's tail the what they're like chocolate and vanilla twists
0: mm, that does sound good mm-hmm My favorite donut is a maple bar
1: Mm.
0: or a jelly-filled, specifically, like, raspberry. But I also really, really like, if I'm feeling fancy, not that it's a fancy donut, but it's, like, more decadent, is, like, Mm -hmm. the chocolate cake old-fashioned donut.
1: Oh, I really
0: like the chocolate old-fashions. They're so good, but they they're so rich <laughs> so. yeah
1: that sounds like it would be really rich
0: mm-hmm. so, but they're good do you like
1: jelly filled donuts I do no. what <laughs> why not I hate I don't like my least favorite donut is a filled donut interesting
0: have you ever made your because own
1: because not a filled donut I've made regular donuts.
0: Homemade is the best.
1: I uh I don't like the filling because I don't like the surprise inside. <laughs> I don't like it just like you bite into it and then all of this like filling just like <clears throat> out. Like it just like it's everywhere. There's no there's no containing it. Oh, it's gosh. just everywhere. You sound
0: like you've had really bad experiences with exploding donuts. <laughs>
1: I don't like filled donuts. I also don't... I don't know if I like the texture difference between, like, the filling and the fluffy donut. That's
0: fair. What if it was, like, your icing, but inside?
1: Yeah, I don't think I would like that either. <laughs> like
0: stuffed crust, I think but that'd be weird. stuffed donut. <laughs> I
1: think that'd be weird.
0: That's fair. But, yeah, my favorite are...
1: almost take like the donut, and then have the filling on the side, and then it's like a dipping oh, sauce. Oh, you know?
0: there you go. That would work. Yeah. Yeah. But my go to is usually always the maple bar, and then if I'm feeling fancy, the chocolate old fashioned or like the chocolate cake donut. So
1: Nice. And nice. then I do
0: enjoy a jelly filled though. So. Nice. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Donuts. Nice. Make me go nuts. Oh. I'm. <laughs> When you are for trivia. I'm excited to find out what this animal is. I'm going nuts. Guess what?
1: <laughs> you don't know what animal I'm doing.
0: <laughs> It'd be funny if we were doing another squid and it had another donut brain. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be actually be really funny. <laughs> Alright. Trivia time. Trivia! Um, this animal... Is hang on, I'm double checking. <laughs> it's not a mammal, and it has an A in it. Excellent. But I really wanted to do it, so.
0: <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm excited. I was like, I, okay, let's I'm try excited. It. Go yes. So,
1: go. Cool. Um. So trivia time. What animals' children? rolls in feces material to avoid being eaten
0: it's not a mammal
1: it's not a mammal
0: I straight up would have guessed a pig but it's not a mammal what? okay I don't know it's
1: not a pig (laughs) Um, what animal can eat as much as 80% of its own body weight in food
0: and it's not a pig (laughs)
1: It's not a it's not a pig.
0: I can only think of a pig. Keep going. <laughs> it's, it's not a pig. I know.
1: Uh, what animal is first was first documented as the large land crocodile.
0: I don't know. <laughs> it's not a pig. It's all I know
1: it's not a pig it
0: sounds like a pig Uh, but it's not
1: drum roll (laughs) it's a pig no i'm just kidding (laughs) i knew it it's uh, today we're gonna talk about komodo dragons
0: (laughs) Ooh, i'm excited yes Yes. You're pretty cool. Death creatures. That's a
1: Nicole's dragon <laughs> sound.
0: Yes! <laughs> We're getting was, a little tired, can
1: you tell? <laughs> uh, yeah. My cheeks are sore. Um,
0: My face cheeks hurt.
1: <laughs> my face cheeks hurt. Uh, okay, times. Komodo dragons <laughs> are also called Komodo monitors, like a computer monitor, but a monitor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so, they're called that because they're monitor lizards, uh, okay. and monitor lizards are any lizard in the genera of Varanus, or Lanthanotus, um, in the family of Vranidae, um, probably pronounced all of those wrong but there's about 50 species recognized in that family um, of monitor lizards and they usually have their elongated necks um, and heads and a red relatively heavy body a long tail and well-developed legs their tongues are long forked and snake-like and they're found mostly in Africa through southern and southeastern Asia, Australia, and on islands of the southwestern Pacific. So that's why Komodo dragons are also called Komodo monitors.
0: That so. makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so Komodo dragons, if you don't know what they look like, are large, heavy set lizards. Um, and they're actually the largest and heaviest lizards in the world. Mm. And one of the few with a venomous bite, which we'll talk about. Um, But they do have the long tail. Uh, They have a strong and agile neck. They have sturdy legs. Uh, Their tongues are yellow and forked. And adults are almost uniform in stone color with large scales. Um, And then the juveniles, so the baby or not adult (laughs) dragons are... (laughs) more vibrant in color and patterns. Um, as they grow up, males tend to grow larger and bulkier than females. And there's no obvious difference between male and females. Um, there's no like color coding system or like shape of their face or anything really. Um, (laughs) there's one very subtle clue. And it's a slight difference in the arrangement of their scales just outside of their cloaca, which is their butthole um what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) who looked at that many lizard butts, dragon butts, to be like, oh I see a pattern forming
1: (laughs) and this one's different than this one, this one must be female it's a
0: very subtle difference
1: (laughs) mm-hmm yeah um i don't know but somebody what? figured it out and that's the only difference
0: that their scales have a different pattern around their butthole
1: Hmm. <clears throat> um, yep oh gosh <laughs> so while it's a problem for humans and researchers and scientists to distinguish the difference between males and females for komodo dragons the dragons themselves don't seem to have a problem, so somehow they are like, I yeah, I know you. Um, I know but yeah, you. So based they have on
0: the butt scales.
1: Yeah, they usually have long nails, and yeah, they're pretty much gigantic lizards. Excellent. <laughs> they're just they're,
0: minuscule yeah. dragons.
1: Yes, without wings.
0: Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they're tucked somewhere. Evolution. Somewhere Maybe hiding. they realized that, hiding. you know, flying was just too difficult. That's true.
1: Too much work. Yeah. you um, have to lose a so, lot of weight. It's true. How much do you think <laughs> the Komodo dragon weighs?
0: Um, so. I'm going to say 50 pounds. More. Two hundred pounds.
1: Close. That's like in the middle. It's a hundred and fifty four to three hundred pounds. Dang. And then the largest uh specimen, sir, sort of the largest Komodo dragon studied was ten point three feet long Oof. and weighed three hundred and sixty six pounds. Dang. So uh to put that into perspective, the Komodo Dragon is the largest a lizard, and a white-tailed a white-tailed deer weighs about 150 pounds. Ha, ha, a mountain goat ha, weighs ha, ha. about 152 pounds, and then the closest one is a bighorn sheep, and that weighs about 155 pounds. Ha! So, <laughs> this what? lizard, yeah, weighs about the same size as all of those animals.
0: put together
1: (laughs) yes Uh, um,
0: dang yep big boy
1: yeah the closest relative to a komodo dragon uh, living is the mangrove monitor or the lace midor and those are both other types of lizards they're relatively big but they're not as big as the komodo dragon Mm hmm You ready to learn about who discovered the first land crocodile?
0: Yes. <laughs> That's not <a> <laughs> it's not a pig. <laughs> mm.
1: uh, it's not a pig. It's in 1910, Lieutenant Jacques Carl Henry van Stein van Heisenbrock. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the lieutenant, (laughs) was stationed on Floors (laughs) Island in eastern Indonesia within a Dutch colonial administration when he received word of a land crocodile of unusually large size living on the nearby island of Komodo, which is how the Komodo dragon gets its name. Um, And the name also comes from, they compared the land crocodile to a dragon-like creature, uh, and it lived on Komodo. <laughs> so Makes sense. pretty simple Komodo dragon, uh, intrigued. The Lieutenant went out to Komodo to investigate it for himself. And he returned with a photo and the skin of the Komodo dragon. Uh, he sent it to, uh, the director of Java zoological museum and botanical gardens in, um, Butzenberg Butzenzurg, Which is now Bogor Um Yeah <laughs> Anyways <laughs> The animal Was not Identified as a crocodile Um But actually A large monitor lizard So Uh Then they Realized that this animal Was new to science And published the first Formal description Of the animal Which we now know As the Komodo dragon Nice So is discovered in 1910 1912 is when the like description officially came out and then uh, fossils do say that the komodo dragon has been known since about the mid 1800s um, and the discovery of the ancient giant lizards um, was among us then and then um, it's also thought that zoologists uh, were Out trying to like collect more specimens of the Komodo dragon like discover what they were and try to figure out why they're as big as they are and that that discovery um was the inspiration behind the King Kong movie not in the sense that it inspired King Kong the monkey but Mm -hmm. like the size and the just like massiveness um and the stories that went along in describing the Komodo dragons were what like amped up the idea of this king kong that's (laughs) Um, cool Mm -hmm. and
0: i love king kong so that's awesome
1: (laughs) yeah um and then it took us all the way until 1969 where uh a herpetologist at the florida museum of natural history walter offenberg Um, relocated with his family to Komodo Island and he started the first long-term study of Komodo dragons Um, and then together with his assistant they tagged and studied over 50 wild Komodo dragons and they did a lot of the research that we know today about them so cool Mm -hmm. mm-hmm so some of this History and some of the studies that go along with learning about the Komodo dragon were why are they as big as they are? Um, And there were two theories. There was um, the hypothesis of the island effect, which basically means that animals get bigger because of an increasing um, reliance on lower quality of food found on the island. And so the larger size basically makes them have a larger stomach, which means they can store more food in their stomach. Um, and they don't have to eat as frequently because they don't Uh, have as much food to source from. And then the second hypothesis, yeah. Um, was that the Komodo dragon was the specialist in hunting the pygmy stegodon, which is the small elephant that's now extinct. Um, it's the elephant that has like its tusks like outwards. Okay. Um, yeah, and then it kind of looks like a elephant anteater with tusks. <laughs> it's kind of weird. This um, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this was an indirect island effect. So basically, the Komodo dragon got bigger so that it could eat the small elephant. Um, but in 2009... Uh, We found research that indicates that the Komodo dragons were really part of a distribution of related species of really large lizards across the region, including Australia. And compared some of these other lizards, um, Komodo dragons were actually really small. So there were larger lizards than Komodo dragons we have today. Uh, Komodo dragons are just like the smaller version of those.
0: (laughs) That's not terrifying at all. (laughs)
1: yeah right (laughs) um so based on this research we do have uh fossil records that show um that four million years ago australia was home to the komodo dragon and that's where the komodo dragon is actually from so cool originally yeah nice um yeah um cool so Based on that knowledge, where do you think the Komodo dragon can be found? <laughs>
0: Australia?
1: <laughs> um, kind of. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> it can be found on islands near Australia, um, but it is found mostly uh, on Indonesian islands of the mm. Lesser Sun- Sundai- Sunda group. Um, and I'm not going to pronounce most of the names correctly, so I really hope for some forgiveness here, but it's (laughs) Rinja, Padar, and Flores, and, of course, the island of Komodo. Um, So the largest island is 22 miles long, um, and then they originally were found on Padar, but they haven't been seen there since 1970 so oh, sad yeah um what kind of what kind of environment do you think the lizard lives in um like do you think desert-y. it lives in a desert or... <laughs> i imagine it to be cool. desert
0: <sighs> but warm yeah. you know like a really uh, yeah deserty
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty accurate um Scarce it can live in a, Yeah, it can live in more deserty areas, um, more closely to, like, savannas. So, it's kind of, like, dried out, but not too desert-like. Can't be too brush. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then anywhere between that and tropical dry forests or, like, monsoon forests. So, those that only flood during certain seasons, um... No matter where they live, though, they do really like the heat, so they can f- be found anywhere that's about 95 degrees Fahrenheit or 35 degrees Celsius, uh, with a 70% humidity in the islands of Indonesia. So, Cool. They like it warm. They like it hot, but not too hot.
0: <laughs> I get sleepy in the hot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. They definitely get sleepy. <laughs> um <laughs> So, uh in these environments though, they do have two homes. They have one to stay warm at night. And they find these burrows um and then they have a day home um that they <laughs> like to stay in when it's too hot. So it's just like their little like almost summer home, but it's their day home.
0: That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, like, having AC and a heater, it's... I just got two homes for each need.
1: Yeah. One for the day, and one for the night.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, do you think Komodo dragons are social creatures? No. Or do you think they're <laughs> independents? I
0: think <laughs> they're independent. <laughs> and... They are. And very solitary.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. So this is really, like, all I kind of found about their behavior um, besides their diet. So I'm going to go talk about their behavior and then, like, how they reproduce and make more little dragons. Um, Cute. <laughs> and then we'll talk about what they do during the day. Okay. Uh, which is mostly just eat. So Cool. <laughs> uh, So... Komodo dragons are very solitary. Uh, They're basically on their own outside of mating season. And they're very shy um, to humans. So they try to avoid encounters with humans. Uh, And then because they (laughs) cannibalize their young, um, that's why their babies roll in feces material. Uh, and they uh, basically Cover their scent So that the large dragons are Programmed to like avoid Obviously they don't want to be like Ew that's gross I wouldn't go yeah. buy that uh, So the I don't want to eat my own poop <laughs> Yeah so the Young dragons cover themselves in poop And then they are like Ha I can escape um, And they'll usually like pace around In a feeding circle <laughs> And have a ritualized walk, and then their tails stick straight <laughs> out, and they throw their body from side to side with exaggerated convulsions if they do come across a uh, larger komodo. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's basically komodo dragons' interactions with each other cool. besides mating.
0: <laughs> Dramatic
1: poop shakes. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of <laughs> gross <laughs> Just and poop
0: Cool um, This is my poopy disguise yeah. <laughs> It's very <laughs> shittay <laughs> uh,
1: What's that smell?
0: I oh, that's I'll just smell, that, I'll smell that I don't smell that I don't sm- <laughs> Oh, goodness. Cool.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, poopy babies. Yeah. So. Mating. Mating. <laughs> and making more poopy babies. Um, so, we have a really hard time distinguishing the gender or the sex of the right. Komodo dragons. But Komodo dragons don't have a problem with each other right so when they try and figure this out um most of it happens during uh may and uh, or between the months of may and august uh and dominant males will compete for females in uh combat and using their tails for support they'll wrestle in upright postures um grabbing each other with their forelegs As an attempt to throttle opponents to the ground. Uh, And it kind of looks. In like the videos I watched. It kind of almost looks like they're going for a hug. But their arms are too short. So they're just like. (laughs) Going back and forth. Until one of them falls. Um,
0: T-Rex is fighting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 and they'll use their claws and their teeth to draw blood um, and then the loser either runs away or remains prone and motionless because he's in too much pain yeah um, understandable and then the, ma- the, yeah, the winner will go and mate with the female
0: oh the poor loser um. has to watch while he's like recovering <laughs> that's sad low
1: blow um, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So, yeah Um, the female When, after the deed is done They go their separate ways Um, from what I found, I didn't find any evidence That the Parents, like, stick together Um, but the female goes and lays her eggs In a depression dug In hill slopes Or with, um, nests Made of megapodes, which are like Kind of like bird nests Um but oh. it's basically just like heaping piles of twigs, mm-hmm. um, and then they lay about. Yeah, they lay about the thirty eggs, um, and then delays in eggs laying can occur, um, which can help. They can do this because the months are too hot and the season is too dry, mm-hmm. and so then if they lay their eggs, their like eggs aren't gonna like survive. You're gonna so cook. Uh, yeah, yeah And so they'll incubate in the nest for nine months And then the female may lay On the nest to protect the eggs But there's no evidence That um, the parental care Of newly hatched Komodos exists So parents don't tend to stick around There's no evidence To say they like Want their children to survive Especially if they're, you know, gonna eat them yeah. Because yeah. they don't smell like poop they're, So They're a snack Yeah, yeah. Um and then hatchlings can weigh less than three point five ounces. Oh so small. They average yeah, they average sixteen to eighteen inches, which if you think about the length of the Komodo dragon, that's relatively small.
0: That's how long my baby was when he was born.
1: <laughs> and to a Komodo dragon, that's pretty small. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so tiny. Yeah. Uh man, they must yeah. be like little shrimpies though, because if they're sixteen to eighteen inches long, but they only weigh like three ounces.
1: Uh-huh. Dang. Yeah. And then they grow to like 10 feet
0: and hundreds (laughs) of pounds
1: yeah um yeah baby komodo dragons are pretty precarious um and they do fall victim to predators uh including other komodo dragons they tend to live in trees or in like tree holes like just natural net like burrows yeah um for several months and then at five years old they can weigh about 55 pounds an average 6.5 feet long uh, and then at that time they begin to hunt for larger prey nice. so then they continue to grow slowly throughout their lives and then it takes them about eight or nine years to mature and then they go out and seek their own female and battle for the right to mate nice so yep, that is that's really that's, uh, all the socializing I found on <laughs> Komodo dragons. You know,
0: that um, makes sense. <laughs> yeah.
1: But there is a lot about their diet. Um, so what do you think a Komodo dragon eats?
0: Anything and everything. Except for poopy babies.
1: Pretty much, <laughs> which is kind of funny because they do eat carcasses. Like they'll eat. Nice. Just they're scavengers. Yeah. Um. So they'll almost eat any kind of meat. Um. And they'll go from scavenging to stalking animals of their own. Um, most of the modern day Komodo dragons' diet consists of animals that are not native to the area and range. Um. Oh, and range from small rodents to large water buffalo.
0: Dang.
1: Yeah. And that's not to say that they take down the water buffalo themselves, but we'll talk about that. Cool. <laughs> um, so baby Koboto dragons usually eat things that are smaller to them, so like lizards and insects and snakes and birds, and then as they get bigger, they get rodents and monkeys and goats and wild boars and deer. Um deer is the most popular meal for a Komodo dragon. Um and then they are uh, kind of territorial predators, um and they will kind of fight for territory, uh, based on where they are, but they will also eat together. So if they all find like a really good meal, um, they'll all kind of like scavenge. Nice. So. Yeah. Um and then deer and pigs were introduced to the island uh by modern humans some 4 to 5,000 years ago. So they weren't actually native to the islands that the Komodo dragons were on. Okay. Um, but now that's like their prime source of yeah. food uh, just cuz population. So. Uh Komodo dragons How fast do you think a Komodo dragon can get in order to find food?
0: I feel like they could probably be fast. I want to say they're probably slow, but I feel like out of my own fear that they're fast. I'm going to say they can get up to like, I don't know, 10 or 15 miles an hour. I feel like for a lizard that size, that's fast.
1: It is fast. uh, And it is about 10 to 13 miles per hour
0: so scary.
1: Yeah. Um but its hunting strategy is based on a of stealth and power. And so it can only briefly sprint. Okay. Um and it spends it usually spends hours uh in one spot along a game trail so waiting for the deer or other prey uh to walk past and then it'll launch its attack. Um cool. And <laughs> not yeah. scary at all <laughs> uh, most the fun fact is that most of the time it's unsuccessful ah! <laughs> <laughs> so if it does get to bite its prey and then the prey like walk it still walks away um because the the rest of the komodo dragon can't like catch up yeah. um it will usually die within a few days because of bacteria and venom in the komodo dragon's saliva mm-hmm. um And after the animal dies, it can take up to four days for the Komodo dragon to use a powerful sense of smell to locate the body. And then that kill is usually shared between Komodo dragons. Um,
0: That sounds terrifying. So. I feel like they're protective
1: of Yeah. We'll we'll talk. I'll explain their venom and how it gets used. Um, Because that's pretty cool. And there's a lot of myths around that. But. They can see objects as far as nine hundred and eighty feet, eighty-five feet away, um, and their what? vision does play a role in hunting. Yeah, nine hundred eighty feet, eighty-five feet away. Uh, what? Yes, but listen. So, um, their eyes are better at picking up movement than discerning stationary objects. So if, like, something is still, they can't really see it. Okay. And that's because their retinas possess only cones. Oh. So they may be able... The theory is that they may be able to distinguish color but have poor vision in dim light. So if, like, all the grass is, like, the same and nothing's moving and there's no, like, deer walking through it, they're not really going to be able to see too much um because everything looks too similar
0: gotcha gotcha um, can't have mm-hmm. everything super powerful otherwise we'd have the superman effect
1: <laughs> yeah right right um and then they also have a small a much smaller hearing range than humans so they can't hear sounds that are low pitched or super high pitched so like bird calls or screams um or, like, super low-pitched voices. Yeah, so, like, they couldn't. my voice don't hear.
0: So, if they're probably... eating me alive and I'm screaming, they wouldn't be able to hear it. <laughs> cool. Probably not. They won't be able to hear the pain they're putting me in.
1: Probably not. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they primarily hunt by using their sense of smell, because their eyesight isn't totally reliable, their hearing is obviously not reliable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their prime, their primary sense of finding food is their sense of smell, and they use uh, their long, yellow forked tongue to sample the air, kind of like a snake. Oh. Um, and so it moves the forked tips of its tongue on the roof of the mouth, um, and then it, the these chemical. So it like, sorry, it like sticks out their tongue. It uses their little fork sensors. It comes back in and then the chemical anal- analyzers um, smell prey such as deer. And then that's the airborne molecules that they recognize. Mm. Um, and if the concentration of the molecules is like found on the left side of their tongue, they know that the deer is most like it's like on the left side of them um, and they'll go that direction. But if it's on the right side of that fork, then they'll go to the right. That's cool. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And weird. Um, And they just do that based on scent. Um, And then to enhance this, though, they'll actually swing their head from side to side, uh, which helps them sense more food because they're giving themselves a a bigger or a wider range. That's cool. Um, And they can actually smell rotting flesh, uh, from up to 2.5 miles
0: away. Dang. Dang. Oh gosh.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then back to its bite. So it's bite is the most powerful thing about the Komodo dragon. Other than its tail, tail is pretty strong. You don't really want to stand in front of that, Mm. but, uh, the teeth of the komodo dragon are its deadliest weapon um it can tear flesh uh with efficiency and then the tooth uh shapes and serration hold bits of meat from its most recent meal and then this protein rich residue that yeah so basically they have like their last meal still sitting in their teeth because they don't brush and then it forms well what it does it 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 forms bacteria excellent, and so some like fifty different bacterial strains of at least seven of which are super super <laughs> septic um have been found in saliva in the Komodo dragon, excellent. and they're constantly drooling, perfect, um, yep, yeah. and so there's also a venom gland in the dragon's lower jaw. why not <laughs> yeah. So on top of bacteria, they have the venom and the venom prevents the blood from clotting, which causes massive blood losses and induces shock when bitten. Um, awesome. <laughs> so all of that said, <laughs> Komodo dragons are pretty deadly. Yeah. Uh, but they're not deadly to other Komodo dragons. So when they get into the, like their mating fights they actually don't really super harm each other. Um, and the venom doesn't really affect one another. Uh, they're not affected by the bacteria and they're not affected by the venom. So it's actually usually, um, if they're really damaged or really hurt, then it's because of blood loss, not because of the infection. Um, so. Cool. Uh, and then their jaws are also super, (laughs) super strong. Um, and they can open their jaws super wide. uh, And then when they do eat, they eat about 80% of their own body weight, um, and they only leave behind about 12% of their prey. So they eat almost all of it. Uh, They eat bones, they eat hooves, and they eat sections of hide as well as intestines. um, And they'll swing the intestines around to dislodge their contents. Sorry. Yep, And then what? in the zoo Ugh. <laughs> In captivity They're much more tamed <laughs> They get rodents and chicks And rabbits And occasionally um, They get fed fish and carcasses uh, Meals of beef So <laughs> Excellent So yeah um, Just swing oh, and the-
0: this Intestine around See what this deer had to eat
1: yeah, so they eat about 80% of their own body weight in a single meal, but they can also throw it up. Oh, oh. <laughs> so awesome. if they, um yeah, if a Komodo dragon gets like attacked mid-meal, uh, they will throw up their meal and then it, uh, what they do is they're basically getting rid of their extra weight mm. and then they'll run away. <laughs>
0: I see, I see. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, so yeah.
0: Rather than Uh, slipping into a food coma, they're like, "Nope."
1: (laughs) Yeah, you scared the
0: vomit out of me. (laughs) Aw, you guys made me puke. (laughs) (laughs) You scared the vomit (laughs) out of me.
1: Uh, <laughs> <that's great. laughs> uh, um <laughs> Yep. <laughs> all of that being said, where do you think Komodo dragons rank on the endangered species list? Or IUCN list?
0: I'm going to say that they're vulnerable.
1: They are. They fluctuate between vulnerable and endangered. Um and it just kind of depends on how many we can find to <laughs> document. Yeah. Um and so there's approximately 4,000 to 5,000 living Komodo dragons in the wild and only approximately 1,383 of those are mature individuals. Ooh. And then about only 415 of those are mature breeding females.
0: That must have been really hard to find out since you can't tell if they're male or female. (laughs) It's a lot of... Since you're just checking out their buttholes. butthole checking.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know exactly how they figured that out, but that's the estimate. And that, uh, I believe, was recorded in 2009. Oh. Um, So it might have gone up a little bit, but they're still on the endangered list from what I checked recently. Um so and that's the biggest threats are it's a lot it's not like just humans mm-hmm. um it's also mostly uh environmental um so it's about like uh global warming mm, and yeah. stuff so it's volcanic activity earthquakes loss of habitat due to residential and commercial development fires loss of prey to poaching because people actually poach deer. Yeah. Um, and then there's nothing left for the Komodo dragons to eat. Uh, tourism and illegal poaching of dragons themselves, Sad. invasive and non native species and diseases, mm. and trapping um, are all reasons why the Komodo dragon is vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and then under the Appendix 1 of Sites, the Convention of. Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species Commercial trade of skins or specimens of the Komodo dragon is illegal um, Which is pretty cool So it's actually illegal to uh, sell them for commercial trade Nice uh, Yeah, and so there is Komodo National Park Nice um, It was established in 1980, yeah and it has very strict anti-poaching laws that help protect the dragons through um, through that. And then there is still illegal activity, um, obviously, because people are dumb. Uh, and then villagers uh, also sometimes poison bait to reduce the population, much like ranchers would um, poison sheep so that wolves and coyotes and mountain lions populations goes down. Um and yeah so that that's kind of frustrating um and then each year more than 18,000 people travel to Indonesia to visit sites that still have komodo dragons so tourism actually provides an economic boost nice. um and it's an incentive yeah incentive for local people to support the komodo dragons protection um and the Smithsonian National Zoo was the first zoo outside of Indonesia to successively hatch Komodo dragons. Nice. So, yeah, it's on the up, it's on the rise. Um, there's things that you can do to help the species. Uh, you can practice ecotourism by being an advocate for the environment um, when you're on vacation. So during your travels, you can support, visit, or volunteer With organizations that protect wildlife, you can shop smart too. So buy um, or avoid buying products made from kimono dragons um, and their butt scales. (laughs) And also prevent poaching of the illegal wildlife trade. And then you can also donate or um, give your time or give goods to the Smithsonian National Zoo and Conservation Biology Institute. um, So that they can help research and discover and protect and take care of the endangered species including the komodo dragon so excellent cool all Um, good ways to help how long do you think (laughs) yeah uh a healthy komodo dragon can live up to how many years
0: Mm, 70
1: Ooh, that's that's high
0: (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i don't know Dragon. Uh, 30.
1: That's actually right on the nose. Nice. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. 70 is high. I feel like that's a pretty good range for, like, a lizard or a snake. Though, yeah. If you think so. Yeah, I feel like lizards um, live a long but,
0: time.
1: Yeah, and I, I think they usually do, but I feel like because, because, yeah, yeah. Bitter, yeah. bitter, Because? <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. Because Komodo dragons... <laughs> that's a vampire dragon, actually. Oh! <laughs> they um, live forever. K- because Komodo dragons are so big, I feel like that might be mm. one of the reasons why they don't live as That long. makes sense. Uh, yeah. But they do live about 30 years in the wild... And then scientists are still studying how many years they live in captivity, but based on the Komodo dragons that we have had in captivity, they live between 20 to 30 years. Uh, And in 2014, the oldest Komodo dragon in captivity did pass um, at the age of 30. Her name was Loka. Cute. And she lived at the Toronto Zoo. Nice. So. Rip. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, are you ready to learn about other famous Komodo dragons?
0: Yes.
1: Cool. Uh, So we already talked about the largest Komodo dragon, ranking at ten feet and two inches, and weighing three hundred and sixty-five pounds. Was a girl. Uh, uh, I don't know.
0: Fair. Either way. Sorry. Big lizard.
1: I don't know. I didn't check the butthole <laughs> scales.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. Such a funny, <laughs> such a quirk. <laughs> right.
1: Um. Uh, okay. Um, so there's the curse of the Komodo, which is a 2004 horror sci-fi movie. Uh, in this movie, I had to learn more because I was like, what is this? Yep. Um, in the movie, there's genetically engineered Komodo dragons, which have become ginormous creatures hunting people on a remote uh, tropical island. Apparently, they made them bigger. Because um,
0: why not? Hunting wild dragons. dragons.
1: Right. Uh, a team of scientists has to uh, was ordered by the military because that's how most stories go <laughs> in these situations um, to destroy all evidence of the secret experiments that had been conducted; otherwise, the world ends. I mean,
0: um, have we not learned anything from Jurassic Park?
1: It's essentially that, but with but like dragons on a Komodo dragon <laughs> sale. Yeah, <laughs> smaller. Think smaller. Mm. <laughs>
0: Oh
1: goodness! Uh, so there's that uh, which I just it was an odd movie um, and then you recently watched the James Bond movie I
0: did
1: um, have you seen Skyfall
0: I have
1: there are Komodo dragons in Skyfall
0: there are I forgot about that they, like, yeah, yeah. fall into yeah. one of their pens and people get attacked by them and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. People Sorry. get eaten. Yeah. Um. Those Komodo dragons are entirely com- computer-generated.
0: I feel like so, that's safe. But,
1: <laughs> yeah. They are based on Komodo dragons. So, cool. Uh, I wouldn't
0: want to get yep. into a cage so that- with a
1: Komodo dragon. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> um, that'd be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was the one where I was like, ooh, I hope this wasn't the movie. <laughs> nope. So, it's a good movie, though. Um, and then, yeah, I believe it. Um <laughs> Uh And then, my last famous Komodo dragon is actually from a previous president of the United States. Oh, um, so yeah, uh, I didn't know this, but George H. W. Bush received a Komodo dragon as a gift courtesy of Indonesia's government while he was in office. <laughs> um, what? and his name, yeah, his name was Naga. And the dragon was given to the Cincinnati Zoo, because obviously you can't just have that roaming the White House. (laughs) Great Um, protection, I mean. And, yeah, I would be terrified. Hey,
0: security! Um, (laughs) Call security! (laughs) Secret service? (laughs) Just send the Komodo dragon after him.
1: (laughs) Like, breathe, give him a flamethrower.
0: That'd be cute little, (laughs) like toy wings you her, <laughs> yeah right yes <laughs> that would be yes. hilarious got my
1: halloween costume yes
0: <laughs> that's cool
1: yeah uh so he obviously didn't keep naga but naga went to the cincinnati zoo uh he fathered 32 offspring Whoa. and passed away in yeah passed away in 2007 at the age of 24 Dang, so they had like a lot of babies middle aged dragon
0: yeah dang mm-hmm. that's a lot Dad. of kids
1: yep so cool and then I've got story time <laughs> story um, time
0: um,
1: yeah so I actually found this uh, little old folklore um, and it's about this princess named uh Purdy not or. Er, putri naga um and they lived on an island and m- married Mo moha a young man from the opposite island and long story short the princess uh ended up becoming pregnant mm. and gave birth to uh in some stories it was two sons some stories it was one girl and one boy some stories it was two girls um but in the story that i have in front of me, it, we're just going to go with twin sons. Excellent. Um, so, one of them was a normal human, and the other was of a different physique, uh, similar to a lizard, um, and it made the married couple very embarrassed. Uh, and the lizard's son um, was named Aura. And the other son, the na- normal baby, was named Jerome. And Aura ended up, in some of the stories, Aura grew up a lot faster. Um, so at the age of like whatever, whenever children start to walk, Nicole. Um, One. Jerome <laughs> was just yeah. Jerome was just starting, and then. Aura was, like, running around and getting into mischief Mm -hmm. and causing trouble. Um, And was, like, already... (laughs) Yeah, already going for it. Um, And so, at one time, Aura caused too much trouble and ended up getting exiled into the forest while Jerome is taken care of um, by his parents. Mm -hmm. And then, as time passed, they grew up um, separately, And so Jerome had grown up into this handsome boy and then uh, didn't really remember or know Aura. And so Aura grew up in the forest separate. Uh, And then Jerome ended up going out and hunting for deer. And he came across this deer and he got it and he was going to go and harvest it. Um, And he ran into this giant lizard. And he was like, "Oh my gosh!" And he was about to draw his spear, and he was going to attack the lizard and like fight the lizard for um, the deer. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, his mom comes out, and uh, she's like, "No, don't, don't hurt the lizard. Don't kill her." Um, and it was the Komodo dragon, mm. uh, and it was actually Aura. Um, and so Naga had to explain to Jerome that the lizard was their twin, um, and then uh since then uh, local communities were taught to always treat the Komodo dragons as brothers or as siblings or oh. as like family um, and so to take care of them and then the legend about the origin of the Komodo dragon named aura um, is where the Komodo dragon ended up basically like growing up into the community and not being shunned anymore so
0: that's so cool Cute.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cute. It's a cute story. Um, it's kind of sad, but it's also a really cute ending. Yeah. So. But
0: yeah. that's cute. Uh, like and there's the a bunch whole, of like, different versions. Treat them like family, you know, respect them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, if only that would continue. <laughs> True. True. So, I mean, there are kind of terrifying they're huge and strong so deadly Mm -hmm. very deadly so and then i've got some lightning facts (laughs) Uh, so komodo dragons can briefly run up to speeds of 13 miles per hour we already talked about that Uh, and then the stomach expands to basically fit that 80% of its own body weight in a single meal um, so and crazy. then that can actually add a lot, a considerable amount of weight to them and slow them down. Understandable. Um, so that's when they'll throw up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have bony deposits in their skin known as osteoderms, um, and they have many different shapes, uh, which is unusual, but also in a Komodo dragon, they're not born with them, so they develop them as they age and they're kind of like tree rings um so they can count them and it'll reveal the approximate age of the komodo dragon
0: that's cool huh.
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a komodo dragon does tend to get lazy or <laughs> slow after it eats uh so it will go and lounge in the sun Um, and the heat will help keep their digestion process working, or digestion process working properly. Um, and after the meal is digested, a Komodo dragon will regurgitate what is known as a gastric pellet, kind of like an owl. Oh. Um, and that will contain, like, the horns, or hair, or teeth, or other bits of prey that can't be digested.
0: Huh. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. Um. Komodo dragons can also swim up to 300 meters and that's usually because they're commuting between islands Uh, and that's because each island is yeah but each island is really small so the biggest of the smallest islands is still smaller than the total square mileage of New York City
0: yeah but I'm still creeped out by seeing a Komodo dragon just swimming
1: yeah um that's fair. <laughs> They're pretty fast on w- land. I don't really want to know how fast they are Yet. in the water. That's so cool. uh, mm-hmm. And they do swim to get away from other Komodo dragons. And they do dive.
0: Oh. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, that's funny. When is it's a Komodo scary. dragon not a dragon? When it's swan dives. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice
0: water dragon uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is a water dragon
0: <laughs>
1: it's also a desert dragon a savannah dragon
0: <laughs> it's just all the dragons
1: it's a komodo <laughs> dragon <laughs> I love it uh, okay and my last fact is really cute uh, captive komodo dragons will have been observed playing with shovels, shoes, and even frisbees <laughs> And they consider this playing because the individuals interact with the objects without aggression or food motivation. That's fun. So they consider that playing. Uh, and then I did link that in the resources page so you can watch a video of a Komodo dragon playing Tug of War. That's
0: cute.
1: Yeah, it's really cute. So Cute. Those are all my Komodo dragon facts.
0: I love it. That was fun. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Komodo dragons. Getting ready for your dragon tattoo. Thank you,
1: listeners. <laughs> I am actually. Nice. I'm
0: excited <laughs> for you.
1: I've been geeking out about dragons just a little That's bit. Okay. You're allowed. <laughs> Thanks. So, there are other dragon uh, lizards out there that are real, and they do are more closely resembled of dragons that we think of uh, as, like, mythological ones. That's cool. There's some that are kind of, like, gliders, so they have, like, little kind of skin flaps. What? That's Um, cool. Yep. And then there's more, like, serpentine type. uh, So, but the Komodo dragon is, like, the biggest and the famous and the largest.
0: Yeah, and cool. They're really cool. Terrifying, Mm -hmm. but cool.
1: And the heaviest, yeah. And venomous. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. So. Excellent. Cool. Well, thanks, listeners. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you, Jayla. Yeah, let me see those dragons.
0: <laughs> and you
1: can keep your smelly poopy babies to yourself. Yep. And
0: remember, it's not a pig. <laughs> <laughs> You scared the vomit out of me. (laughs) What's that smell? Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole and Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you.
1: We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners, so feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. With facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future or any wild or domesticated (laughs) animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. We
0: want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us.
1: You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures.
0: Our awesome drum roll is provided by my really cool brother and father-in-law, Ethan and Camp Poulsen. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until, Until next time, bye! You ready for your random fact that has nothing to do with Komodo dragons?
1: I am. I'm very ready.
0: All right. The sea firefly is a very Ooh. small crustacean. Measuring less than an inch in length, it lives near the shallow waters of Japan, and during mating season, the male (laughs) will squirt out bright dots of light to reveal his location to females. What? (laughs) It was also used by soldiers in World War II to illuminate messages at night.
1: What? <laughs> it, wait, I'm sorry, it shoots out, what?
0: It squirts, <laughs> it squirts out, <laughs> that was the, the wording they used, <laughs> it squirts out bright dots of light to reveal its location to females during mating season,
1: squirts out light, Thoughts of light. Yeah, and soldiers used this in World War Two. Soldiers
0: used the sea firefly to illuminate messages at night during World War Two.
1: So soldiers were squirting. I don't think fireflies? they were.
0: No, because I think because they're sea fireflies, <laughs> they illuminate light. But then I think during mating season, they like squirt out dots to illuminate where they are specifically. If you look up pictures sure. they look really weird but really cool. They're blue and pretty looking.
1: Sure.
0: Look up pictures. Just type in sea firefly. It looks they look, Oh they, they are look pretty. Crazy. Yeah.
1: They like light up rocks and yeah. stuff. Yeah.
0: So they would use them to light up messages at night. But during mating season they shoot out dots of light. They squirt out dots of light. They squirt dots of light. <laughs> During mating season.
1: <laughs> hey, you want to see my squirt of light? <laughs> <laughs> it's my bat signal. Oh, no. How does a sea firefly pick up a woman? <laughs> See my squirting light.
0: Want to see my squirt? So weird.
1: So weird.